Hello and welcome to another episode of Drone Source, sponsored by Elsight. I'm Ben Gross, and I'd like to thank you for joining me and welcome you to our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Drone Source. Today with me is Jeffrey Starr, the Chief Marketing Officer at Defend Solutions. Jeffrey is a frequent writer and speaker on counter UAS and counter drone topics and has been featured on the topic in Dark Reading, Security Today, Security Magazine, Security Boulevard, Cyber News, and numerous other outlets. Jeffrey brings a track record of generating new technology adoption and building thought leadership through visionary strategies, inspired messaging, and insightful direction for rapid and sustained growth. Jeffrey also served as general partner at Mission Ventures VC Fund and as an analyst at Booz Allen. He graduated magna cum laude with a BA from Columbia University and an MBA from Harvard Business School. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? Great, Ben. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm doing great. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. I'd like to start off, if you don't mind, with... uh, Simple question. Tell me a little bit more about Jeffrey and tell me a lot a bit more about Defense Solutions. Okay. Um, well, as far as Jeffrey, I think you uh, summarized it. Uh, I've been through uh, many roller coasters of um, startup, IPO, acquisition, um, expansion, hyper growth, um, always around strategy, marketing, business development, and sales. And but typically from a domain or sector point of view, uh, focused on defense, security, homeland security, compliance, all wrapped into data and information and, and defense and things like that. Um, so that's kind of my, you know, background from a from a functional and uh, domain point of view. Um, as far as defense solutions, even though um, uh, you can categorize us as a counter UAS or counter drone company. Um, despite that being our core offering, uh, our, our vision and mission is very much pro-drone. Um, in fact, we want to enable the emerging drone-powered society, the drone-powered economy that we see. We, we fully recognize and appreciate uh, and want to support that drones are bringing real tangible value benefits to, to millions around the world. We're reshaping the way the societies operate um, and, and changing all kinds of fields and, and industries, uh, which you know, of course, uh, from your company and, and all the others that you've had uh, on your podcast. However, as drones continue to proliferate, there is a small but uh, meaningful portion of um, bad actors, dangerous situations, inexperienced operators who can cause uh, tremendous damage. And so we're focused on mitigating the threat um, and therefore helping the drone-powered society. And um, we mitigate the threat in in a unique way um, that is um, uh, focused on safety and control and continuity. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later. Right. So why don't we start off with, you know, the basic question. Can you describe the threat that Defense Solutions is here to counteract? 
Absolutely. Um, as uh, as you and your your audience uh, probably knows, uh, commercial drones, and I want to f- emphasize that we focus on commercial drones, off the shelf drones, do it yourself drones uh, that you can buy uh, or or that businesses use or that consumers or hobbyists obtain. Uh, they're becoming faster. They're becoming harder to detect. They're becoming more durable. Uh, they can travel long distances. Um, they can carry heavy payloads. Um, they're becoming easier and easier to operate, um, all of which um, have positive elements, but also uh, this is what poses the safety and security risk uh, to, to every type of environment or sector uh, or scenario. Um, and there's not one risk or danger or threat. Um, you've probably seen them uh, in the news. There's many uh, drones can be used to attack, to attack uh, law enforcement, to attack soldiers, to attack innocent civilians. Um, it can be used to target um, critical infrastructure, can be used to smuggle things uh, like drugs, uh, can smuggle across borders, can smuggle into prisons. Uh, it can just disrupt major events. We've seen that at uh, political events, sporting events. Um, and of course, it can pose a danger to um, to airplanes uh, at airports. So all of these, uh, you can see that there's not one sector. There's many different types of dangers and risks in many different environments and sectors, scenarios, use cases. And by the way, if um, any of the audience is interested, we have a very interesting uh, feature on our website called the uh, Drone Incident Tracker, uh, where this is all public domain information, but we're aggregating and compiling and categorizing it and classifying it. So if you ever want to go to the Incident Tracker on our website, you can get a lot wealth of information about uh, about such incidents. Great. So we know what the threat is. What is the defense solutions solution? Okay, and um, maybe I'll answer that by first taking a step back and, and talking about what was the traditional uh, solution and, and why we're uh, new and different. Um, so most um, the way the the kind of first generation of technology to deal with this threat. Um, viewed drones as a dangerous flying object, um, similar to other flying objects uh, that we've seen in in, uh, military conflict zones. Um, And so the first generation of counter drone um, technologies came from the the battlefield sphere, if you will. And um, and those are great technologies. They uh, certainly performed well and they do their job and they still have a role and they can definitely play um, an, an important function in a, in a comprehensive layered defense. But when you take some things that grew up in sort of the battlefield and try to put them in more uh, sensitive environments or civilian environments, uh, which is where the drone threat is playing out, or even if you continue with them on the military with the drone threat changing, uh, there's some shortcomings that arise. So, um, and, and it's always important to kind of split this conversation into the two phases what we call a detection uh, and then mitigation. So first recognizing or finding or discovering the threat, and then of course, uh, dealing with it, overcoming it, um, contending with it. So on the detection side, um, traditionally people use things like that, that everyone, you know, have been around for many years, uh, for example, radars. Uh, and radars are great. Radars have a role, a role to play. They've been proven. But radars have problems too. For example, they can often uh, generate a false positive. Some radars may not be able to detect between a a bird and a drone, for example. Uh, You have optical uh, thermal uh, camera-based approaches 
Um, but there, obviously, you need a, a clear line of sight, which you may not have uh, in an urban environment with a lot of uh, tall buildings, for example. Uh, there's sound-based acoustic solutions, but obviously, um, in a noisy environment or with drones becoming quieter, uh, they're problematic. But really, the more important part of the conversation, if you will, is not just the detection, but the mitigation. And mitigation has traditionally, and I'm going to just for the sake of time, uh, uh, simplify a little bit or generalize a little bit, but basically it's in two broad buckets. Within each of those, there's many subcategories, but basically it's either jamming, um, which is disrupting the communication between the remote control and the drone, um, and, and, and you know, with a, with a burst of energy, if you will. Uh, the problem there is it's only temporary as long as the, it only lasts as long as the jamming lasts. And the other even a more severe problem is that it can cause disruption of other things of communications and um, operations and, and, and security and other things that are in the same uh, theater. Um, that's kind of on the jamming side. And then on the on the other side is kinetic, which means anything physical, which basically means shooting. Uh, you can shoot artillery, you can shoot bullets, you can shoot magnetic fields, you can shoot lasers, you can shoot a drone killing drone, um, and, and many more, but it's basically something physical. And there, uh, again, you have the, the danger of collateral damage. You can have, um, uh, you know, if the projectile, whatever is shooting, misses the drone, obviously it can fall and hit somewhere else. And even if it does successfully um, destroy the drone, you have the falling debris of the drone and, and the projectile. So um, those are kind of the issues that, that uh, defense solutions arose to contend with. And I'll kind of try to summarize quickly um, or, or succinctly what um, DEFEND uh, solutions, our core offering is called Enforce Air. Um, and our approach is different. It's RF cyber-based. Um, so we're basically um, detecting and mitigating the drone with cyber means. So we're actually, uh, if you will, if you will um, uh, taking over the drone. We're hypnotizing, persuading, whatever you want to call it, uh, telling the drone um, it, through cyber means it has a new master, um, and we um, therefore uh, take control of the drone. And then uh, there's a few options. You can just do what's called a fend-off, uh, which might generate certain behaviors like uh, cause it to, to hover in place or cause it to go uh, back, to the, um, back to where it came from, or um, ultimately taking it over and then landing in a safe pre-designated zone. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of, and, and obviously this has all the uh, advantages of, of not having the shortcomings you heard me talk about earlier. There's no false detective, no false detections, um, doesn't require a line of sight, um, doesn't matter you know, about the sound environment. Um, it, it, it takes control, it doesn't lose control. It doesn't disrupt any other communications or operations. It makes an incident not become an incident, doesn't have the collateral uh, risk. And um, ultimately, what we're really focused on is what we like to call continuity, to not only deal with the incident, but to make it a non-incident, to allow uh, the, the the speech or the, the baseball game or the, uh, the political rally or whatever it is, the meeting, to continue um, to continue with continuity as if uh, as if there wasn't a threat because we dealt with it quietly and uh, powerfully and, and safely. Um, so basically safe landings for safe outcomes that that's kind of what we're focused on and certainly we can I can go into more detail as you see appropriate.
there are several questions that arise. Obviously, the first one is, how does Enforce Air make that happen, right? Um, but as a follow-up, say Enforce Air assumes control of a drone. Is there no possibility of this malicious actor reassuming control of their own drone and continuing on their own mission? Um, no, once uh, once once uh, Enforce Air takes over the drone, the drone is basically has has the new master. So there's a there's a reprogramming, if you will, uh, that takes place, and then um, and that's it. We're, we can either fend it off or land it. Um, unlike jamming, for example, which is only temporary, and you're right, the uh, and, and in that situation, the uh, the uh, rogue drone operator can retake control. Um, we we uh, you know, as I mentioned before, we detect, locate, and, and then um, and take it over. It doesn't rely on on those other technologies, and it's ultimately uh, focused on on, um, on continuity. Um, in terms of uh, uh, how it plays out, I guess um, the the uh, it might be useful to think about it in terms of what we call the drone incident life cycle. So we, um, you know, again, it, it, we we have a defined protected area. Um, all of this is is on a very simple uh, UX of, on, on a tablet. And um, if a, if a uh, as drones enter the protected area, we detect them, um, we issue an alert, we locate, we track it. Um, identify it, and this is important. Um, we didn't talk about this uh, before, but another distinguishing uh, element in our technology is the ability to distinguish between authorized and unauthorized drones. And that comes back to the uh, discussion about the vision and the mission and enabling. We know um, law enforcement and security and, and others and airports are using um, authorized, friendly, if you will, drones in, in a positive way. Um, we don't want to in any way, shape, or form interfere with that. We want that to uh, continue unimpeded. So uh, that continues, and that's why there's an important identification process. We not only identify the drone, but we identify and discover uh, the location of the pilot or the takeoff area, which is important so law enforcement can apprehend or issue a warning or whatever policy they want to uh, uh, take according to their uh, for practices and, and, and regulations, um, and then ultimately the fend off for taking control and, and landing. So that's um, that's it. That uh, that's sort of how it plays out, if you will, all all based on the cyber technology. Has there been any discussion about taking your solution and deploying it in Ukraine, where currently there is a lot of activity being done by Iranian military drones? Um, well, I, um, I don't talk about any customers or environments or use cases or deployments or anything like that. Uh, you know, we have to keep all of that confidential. Um, we, we, um, and we are focused on, again, we're focused on commercial drones um, and not, uh, not uh, state actor uh, military drones. Um, having said that, just in terms of the use case um, for, um, for military forces, uh, what you can, what what we we see um, in many conflict zones is that um, often the preponderance of the uh, hostile drones are from modified or commercial commercial drones that have been modified or simply used um, to uh, to carry out attacks. So even though where our focus is on the commercial drones, 
Uh, and that includes uh, drones that have been adapted, do-it-yourself kind of drones. Even though that's um, our focus, the, milita the military market is still um, nevertheless, you know, one of our uh, main segments because the threat in a sort of, uh, you could call it asymmetric warfare kind of threat uh, is often um, the, the hostile forces actually prefer, or in some cases they're working with proxies or whatever, they prefer uh, to use cheap commercial drones and and um, and adapt them, and um, you can see it's already uh, publicly announced. Some of our, um, uh, for example, we were recently recommended uh, by the JCO office, the Joint uh, Counter um, Small UAS uh, Division uh, of the DoD. Uh, that's a that's a, a public announcement. Um, you know, as, as a recommended solution uh, to deal with the threat of small drones. Um, in in uh, alignment with a number of other um, prime big prime defense contractors, um, so that's that's just you know for us the military sphere is an is an important uh, segment even though our focus is on the the threat uh, arising from the commercial off the shelf kind of drones. And how are you planning on how should we call it staying one step ahead of the competition? Obviously, if, as we mentioned before, com companies like uh, DJI, Skydio, et cetera, they're aware of your capabilities, they're going to try and do what they can to mitigate your abilities. So how are you able to, or what are your plans to keep ahead of them? Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, we're, we're, um, we're constantly focused on the future. We call it uh, staying a drone threat ahead. So um, we're uh, a big part of our R&D and we have a, a true, uh, let's call it cross-disciplinary uh, technical team, uh, you know, that come from many different domains and fields. But that's, you know, our, our the biggest chunk of our uh, investment is, is being able to uh, counter all the uh, threats that come to market. And so we obviously prioritize and we um, focus on the most dangerous drones, those that, um, you know, as I said earlier, can can carry heavy pills, travel long distances, and those that are popular, those that have a high uh, installed base and a high market share. Um, and we focus on very rapidly um, anticipating, and then as they come to market, being able to counter uh, that that drone. So so we kind of, we, we we develop our expertise, um, you know, both based on um, new developments for for the entire let's call it new generation of drone technology. Um, but we also have to have specialized expertise in different types of drones, um, you know, that all that each based on different um, strengths and weaknesses and capabilities. So. Um, yeah, we're we're a company that uh, our R and D team comes from many dis different disciplines and a, and a big part of what they're about and what our customers expect as part of ongoing updates um, is that we be able to counter drones as they come onto the market. And say, for instance, the commercial drone companies start properly encrypting their transmissions with, say, AES two fifty six encryption or frequency hopping. Or anything along those lines is Defense Solutions able to meet that challenge? 
Well, we're um, we're focused on meeting all the. I don't want to. I, I uh, I'm probably not the best qualified to focus specifically on on the on the techno on that on the uh, specific technology uh, elements. But um, we're we're focused on on contending with all you know all issues with these commercial drones as they come onto market. Um, you know, we have and and we'll continue to 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 do that. Are you able to share some interesting actual occurrences of how Enforce Air has been used to take over drones? You know, what was the situation? You mentioned before baseball games, you mentioned before lectures, speeches, political events. Can you give us any actual this actually happened stories? Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, unfortunately, most I can't. I'm not. I'm not allowed to talk for the most part about customer names, user names, and/or event names and incident names, with a very, 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 very few exceptions. One of the exceptions, uh, which happened after the uh, event in which we got um, the approval and permission of the uh, authorities uh, to discuss it, in which uh, actually, um, you know, I can uh, direct you or direct the audience to our website. And find a number of this is extremely rare. A actual, I mean, there's lots of news coverage of uh, incidents with drones. Extremely rare that you have a news coverage story of a um, successful counter drone mitigation. And um, this you can you can check our website. There's a really interesting story um, of a papal visit. The Pope was visiting um, uh, Slovakia and. Uh, touring all around the country and then having a giant uh, papal mass uh, with, you know, thousands of worshipers, hundreds of uh, priests and bishops. And um, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a city in Slovakia with a, with a holy site called Justine. Um, and there were, um, uh, during the mass, uh, there was a suspicious uh, unauthorized drone approaching um, and there was a lot of concern because there was a lot of media, a lot of communications, a lot of security communications. So they, um, you know, thought about jamming uh, the drone and they chose not to. They, exactly because of those considerations, uh, decided to use uh, Enforce Air and we um, fended off that threat. Um, and uh, again, you can, uh, there's some excellent newsreel, including uh, English subtitles and uh, voiceover translation. So that's a good example. It's, I would call that a convergence of two different use cases that are commonly uh, used with Enforce Air. One is uh, VIP protection. So we're protecting VIPs, especially when they're on the move, um, because we have a mobile, we have a moving bubble of protection, if you will, with our mobile uh, configuration. And then uh, we also have uh, uh, protecting, literally in this case, mass events or events with, um, uh, you know, thousands of attendees. So, so we kind of were doing both here uh, in one. So that's uh, that's a, a good example. There's some other examples. Uh, for example, we've protected G7 summits and things like that, and that's also uh, in the public domain. So those kind of, um, you know, big gatherings you'll often. Uh, our technology will often be there, but I think that's the uh, that's the best example, and you can um, you can uh, certainly uh, read more about that uh, at, on our website or and watch the videos as well. Great, super interesting. I really appreciate the play in words you did there. Thank you for that. Um, I just like to uh, finish off a final question I ask all my guests is I would love to hear from your unique perspective, especially coming from the counter drone industry. 
where you see the future of the drone industry headed two, five, ten years down the line? Where are we going? Well, I think uh, the good news is drones uh, will continue to proliferate. Um, they're entering new sectors. Uh, they're becoming more affordable. Uh, the, crowd, the skies are going to get super crowded. Uh, we're going to see deliveries. We're going to see um, uh, uh, we're going to see air taxis. We're going to see traffic mobility. We're going to see all kinds of um, applications, and all of that is positive and great and good. That's uh, going to be a boon to the economy, to productivity, to security. Um, but uh, we want to safeguard that because alongside that, there'll be a small proportion of uh, of dangerous incidents. And so with that, um, you know, that 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 mission is what motivates us. Um, so we see, you know, the drone technologies, uh, I'm sure you, you know from your own uh, company's uh, work that um, they're going in many different directions and the drones are going to be um, more durable and more powerful. Um, and, and we want to protect that as it spreads. Uh, just as a follow-up, can you see, for instance, an example where actions by a malicious actor can actually be, can you can you see the situation where it will cause actual harm to the development of the industry? Or do you think it will be viewed as an isolated incident that sort of comes with the territory? Uh, no, we're definitely concerned that such an incident could, um, could adversely affect uh, the drone economy and the economy in general. And when you think of... Uh, what could happen if uh, you know uh, physical infrastructure uh, is attacked, uh, a utility, uh, you know, a, a chemical plant, or, or something like that, which could you know shut down, um, you know, in addition to causing harm, it could shut down um, a regional economy. It, it could shut down um, shipping lanes. It could you know it could shut uh, it could shut down uh, commerce. So. Um, Absolutely, that that is a clear and, and risk and danger. And even now, even now, um, at airports, drones um, have caused delays and cancellations. Which, in addition to angry passengers, um, you know, every delay of a few hours at an airport uh, is really millions of dollars uh, in, in damage to um, to the to the local economy, to uh, to the airlines, to the airport. So um, it's already happening, uh, and, and and there's a real. Uh, uh, growing awareness of the need for for um, AB being able to to mitigate this danger in a way that still allows uh, continuity and that doesn't cause a shutdown. All right, amazing. Thank you so much for your answers. It was great having you on as a guest today. Great, great being here. Thank you very much, Ben. I enjoyed it. And thank you everyone for listening in. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Drone Source. Bye, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by Elsite. Elsight helps drone companies operate beyond the visual line of sight, overcome regulatory challenges, and scale business through integrated connectivity solutions. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in our next episode of Drone Source.